What's going on, people? It's your boy, Mr. On Point. We are Conversation Con Artists back for another for another wonderful, fantastic episode. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore On Point. Red is not here, but I have Cole Jackson from the Government Name Podcast with me. We've been a kick back, chill, and have a little conversation. Where can they find you at, my boy? What's going on, everybody? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ColeJackson12. And you can find me on Instagram at ColeJackson underscore BYNK. I'm starting to post selfies now, so 2020, I put my face on there. Okay. okay. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to trying to do something with my life. I'm do something different, man. Like I got so, a lot of different things to do, man. I want somebody to jump in my DMs. It's, this single life is terrible. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a little difficult when you're in that single life. See? I spent what? most of my life single, so I've had little moments of being in a relationship with people. Most of us have been just See? Yeah. I live it, but it ain't, it ain't what's up all the time. No. It was like, it's been four years. <laughs> like, so it's like, I'm like, hey, it's time for me to like actually actually do something with, with this. I mean, I work out all the time, and I don't eat meat, so I'm thinking those are two pluses, right? I mean, I, t- I mean, somebody will take them as pluses. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the I, working out is definitely a plus when you need to lift up, <laughs> get some action going, some lift up action. I know anti gravity, meat moves. Yeah, I know. You I know, know what I'm saying. Meat positivity all day long. It's great. Hopefully. But then you know the meat. You know the no meat thing. No meat. You know. Hey, I I already understand how you feel, brother. I get it. You know, but that, you know it works for me. It works for me. Hey, I don't. I'm not hating on what you love. Yeah. I just overemphasize my love for that thing. I understand that. You feel me? Like yeah. meat. Yeah. Um, now, y'all might be asking yourself, where Red at? Well, she ain't going to be here next week either, okay? Now, hopefully, we'll have a special guest on next week. But either way, uh, Red is moving, and she is in a whole period of moving. And y'all know we're going to hear about it when she come back. Yeah, must be uh, nice to be rich. That's what it is. You got that money. Rich red. Money. Rich red. That's what high class black folks do. They move. They move into nice houses and all kinds of stuff. I'm talking bad about it because she don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, she probably ain't gonna listen. <laughs> so I can say what I want to. Yeah, but we left this. It's this early, so if she even start listening in ten minutes, she's gonna be like, "This why I cut it off." Cause y'all talking about that rich red. Uh, we all can't bank like that. But uh, we don't have any letters that we're going to do this week. Uh, we got a video, rec- uh, not video, audio recording that we're going to play when Red comes back. Good deal. And uh, But right now, we're going to go through some viral posts and get some reactions. I like this part of the show. This is actually one of my favorite parts. Okay. I like, th- I like that. All right. The first one says, smell dating. The first male older dating service. How it works. We send you a t-shirt. You wear the shirt for three days and three nights without deodorant. You return the shirt to us in a prepaid envelope. We send you swatches of t-shirts worn by a selection of other individuals. You smell the samples and tell us who you like. If someone who smell you like likes the smell of you too, we'll facilitate an exchange of contact information. Seven, the rest is up to you. Wow. People hustle anything, won't they? That's I mean, crazy. It's a market for this. Yeah, but shit, I don't know if I want to. How am I? I guess. So the stank stuff, they just going to go in the stank pile, I guess. Like, 
I don't know, man. They may be looking for people that like stank people. I mean, stank people should be together, right? They the, the stank, the funk should stay with the funk. I'm I thinking. I don't know if it worked like that. Mm. I think that somebody that would have a like a funk finish or whatever, I think they would know. <laughs> Steam cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> Steam cabbage, huh? One Some of those. Steam cabbage. Oh god. If y'all don't know what that reference is to, Steam cabbage. There's a reference to a post that was on back page about this man who wanted to eat women's booties, but after they went jogging, <laughs> that is no longer eating groceries. Ooh, that is now eating steamed, steamed cabbage. cabbage. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Hey, you know what? That sounds so crazy. I just might try it. Really? It, why not? Uh, nothing else has worked. <laughs> I mean, what? Like, when you smell a woman... Like, have you ever smelled a woman just natural odor? Yes. Like, is that pleasant enough for you to say, I would choose my woman based on this? Matter, matter what she eats and bathes in. Well, let's say three days and three nights with no deodorant. Uh, that start to get into the level of, uh, <laughs> you know, smell like a whopper. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> extra or, onions. Or filet of fish. According, oh, according, I mean, oh. according to what they doing. I mean, I don't know. Let me tell you, the best smells I've ever, I've ever smelled, and you probably gonna think I'm crazy when I see this, but the strip club, strip club got some of the best smells I've ever smelled in my life, and I know they do it because they have to, and it's you know part of the game. But I done came out of strip club smelling like Victoria's Secret baby oil and and lavender soap. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Getting getting you know lap dances and stuff like that. They be smelling so good in the strip club. I don't. I just. I just want to stay. It'll be less off-putting if it said wear the shirt for three days and three nights without deodorant. Like, just use your fragrances that you have. And let you me don't see think how you got smell. a good national uh, natural smell? I think I got a real neutral natural smell. You ever went a couple days without deodorant? I have. Me too. I didn't smell bad. I, I, was... had, I didn't either. I think I got a pretty neutral natural smell. Yeah. I think I'm all right. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't get that much must. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't either. I don't think so. Well, I didn't, well, I didn't feel like I did. Yeah, I, but you I, know, you smell yourself least, huh? Because you used to your smell, so you don't really smell yourself like you would, like other people would smell you. Yeah, but your in your your mind, you always doing this though. If you ain't got no deal, like me, I'm like <laughs> trying to make sure. If I don't have no deodorant, I'm always under my arms, like. I hope she don't come next to me because I sure didn't put no deodorant on today. Huh. That's odd, though. I'm gonna go I might that. try it. I don't know. I I'm not going to try it, but I understand. Could be worth it. Look, man, the nasty stuff I like to do, that's 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 low on the total pole. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. That's low. Um, this is uh one of those posts regarding the Iran situation, which we're going to talk about coming up. Yeah. Nobody is getting drafted. 99% of y'all are overweight, on drugs, didn't graduate, can't shoot, can't run, and don't have an ounce of selflessness in you. Relax. Your country will not rely on you for protection. Where's the lie? <laughs> they most of them playing Call of Duty. You know, and we'll talk about this later, but war looks different than it used to, used to look. Mm -hmm. I mean, they used to have to preserve rubber, mm -hmm. gas, mm -hmm. sugar, 
certain foods because back in the day, back in the 20s, 30s, 40s, mm -hmm. there was like one supplier for most everything. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like 20, an endless number of suppliers for anything you're looking for yeah. to where the government could just contract with one person and it don't really impact American lives. That's why everybody was so against the Vietnam War. Everybody put so much in for that war to happen and nobody wanted it. Yeah. So we're not feeling the same impact of the war as we used to, but we'll get to that later. Um, mm. would you get drafted? Like, do you have, do you are you flat footed, or uh -uh. are you the? Uh, I mean, the thing is, is like I got I, I got I'm I'm this is it. Your only child. That's it. Oh yeah, they don't draft only children. Um, I don't really know how the rules work. Or man, I thought I don't think they drafted only children. I mean, honestly, man, like. If I, if it's a situation where I had to fight for my country, I don't see why not. I, I've had so many different aunts and uncle, uncles, well, different uncles really, that's military and cousins that have been in the military. You know what I'm saying? I I never did that because I just felt like I wasn't built for that kind of stuff. Like it just wasn't for me. Now if it's a situation that I have to fight for my country, yeah, I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do, man. You know what I'm saying? What about you? I'm not. I mean, I would be drafted. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not flat-footed and I'm the firstborn, but I got a brother. Mm -hmm. So I would be drafted. And mm -hmm. I'm saying that because I thought that you don't. they don't draft the youngest child, they don't draft the uh, flat-footed people, and they don't draft only children. Now, I could be wrong. I would, think that I, would be, that. I would think that would be updated for this. For Well, they never update anything. What am I talking about? It still takes seven years to become a citizen. Man, so. it still states with, uh, with segregated proms on the books. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> they ain't changing rules like that, man. Damn. Uh, but I don't think I would be. I mean, one, I'm overweight. I'm not on drugs. Well, I don't know why you got to graduate. I can't shoot. I can't run because of my knees at this point. <laughs> mm. So I'm one, I would not be a candidate. I'd be the guy in the chair. <laughs> huh? You be the guy in the chair. I be in the guy in the chair. I be in the lunchroom, <laughs> give a cafeteria, giving out food. <laughs> I ain't trying to do that. Here's the potatoes. Here's the potatoes. Wow. What do you do if your nigga got another bitch in your house and won't open the door? Whoa, read that again. What would you do if your nigga got another bitch in your house and won't open the door? First of all, why would my I, why with my girl had another dude in there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because it was like another the, my nigga. I'm like, nah. This is <laughs> listener. Uh, apply this to your your sexual preferences. <laughs> oh, I would get three dollars worth of gas and burn the damn house down. Wait a minute, no, it's your house. That's all right. It's paid for. <laughs> <laughs> so your girl got a dude in your house and won't open the door. You burning it down? I'm, I'm gonna take about three, maybe four dollars worth of gas, and we are gonna see what that does. That's some that's some fuck shit. It's bad. What the it's fuck bad. you mean you ain't unlock you ain't gonna unlock my door? Did I pay the mortgage? Get a little upset. How <laughs> <laughs> you not gonna unlock the door? Ow! Burning it down, burning it down. I mean, you can they'll keep come, the door in. They'll come out then, won't they? They'll come out. Yeah. But you could just kick the door in. Yeah. Like, that'd be less cost. <sighs> or whoever it, car the, out there, you could be like, you know your car out here, right? It's the principle. I don't know. Damaging property ain't the move for me. <laughs> it's the principle, man. I can't get in my own house. Are you some nigga there? Do I know him? 
do do I know what he does? Do I know what they're doing? It's a lot of variables going on. Is she is she looking out the door, flipping me off? Saying, I assume he was trying to get some steamed cabbage. Oh god! And it didn't work out because you done came knocking on the door. Then everybody anxiety up. They testosterone running. They trying to figure out how to get out of this situation. Oh, they gonna get out? And you know they in there, but she won't open the door. I'm burning the damn house down. Sorry. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's just that's just the macho man to me it's right an apartment there. Complex. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> my cousin went to jail for that shit. <laughs> Burning over the apartment. My cousin. My cousin got the neighborhood. She was yeah. She was a neighborhood hoe. Got her pregnant. Right. Right. Got her pregnant and shit. Fell in love with her. I think that was the first piece he ever got. Fell in love with her. She had a girl. You know what I'm saying? Had a baby and stuff like that. She didn't want to be with him because she wanted to be a hoe. She wanted to fuck everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, didn't matter what it was. And he got mad. So this is in the projects now. And he got mad. And he went and burnt, tried to burn her, her project house down, her project apartment down, and called her and said, your house is on fire. Damn. That nigga went to jail for that. My my cousin sat up there. <laughs> my cousin did that. Went to trial for that. Got got out on bond for that. Then, when he got out, he still tried to get with her. She did not want to mess with him. She had a brother. Her brother was like, look, man, leave my sister alone. She don't want to be with you. She don't want to deal with you. Like, leave her alone. My cousin went home, got a twenty two, shot her brother in the stomach. God dang. Shot that nigga in the stomach. Shot him. So he gets some charges on that too. Now, <laughs> he ended up going to jail. He went to he went to prison. Her brother ended up living for about six months and died from the wound. Damn. Got out of jail again. <laughs> Damn. And still wanted to get with her. It was years later that kid got older and stuff like that. Yeah, Did man. he get out of jail because the charges weren't murder or death related because he died so he long after the wound? No, that nigga did. Well, he didn't get charged. I don't think he got charged for that because he was already in prison for that oh. shit. But he did like three. How long did he do? He did three. Four years on, I think, good behavior, something like that. Because he didn't burn, he attempted to burn down the project bill. You know, you can't do that because that's, I think that's government yeah. shit. So he didn't get that much time for all of that shit. He had a damn good lawyer. My uncle got him a damn good lawyer. And uh, he got back out, tried to get with her again. This nigga was on parole. And um, shit, he got caught. That nigga got drunk as fuck, parted in front of her. Parked in front of her building. Police rolled through. Uh, knew he was drunk. Took him out the car. Pistol fell right there in front of the police. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's still in prison now. God dang. <laughs> so it's, I mean, at the end of the day, <laughs> shit crazy, man. I got, I got, my relatives are crazy as fuck. So that's where I got to burning the damn house down. I was like, fuck. If now if it's my house, yes, I'm burning the shit down. Fuck it. Apartment building? Huh. I'm going to have to play Spider-Man and sneak <laughs> through the sneak through the what's name. What what's about your, you? What me? What you doing? Um Ooh. See, you I'm level-headed calling, though. I'm calling the people. Call the police. Yeah. Somebody got to go to jail, you know that, right? Yeah. You call the folks, somebody got to go to jail. 
Hmm, maybe I shouldn't call the police. <laughs> somebody has to go if they Not come out there. Somebody going to jail because it ain't a domestic dispute. It really is a unlawful occupation of a dwelling. <laughs> <laughs> if she ain't got permission to be there, or he don't got permission to be there, who name on the lease or the deed? I'm gonna say my name. It's just your name. It's just my name. Okay. I mean, that's what I'm gonna say. So that shit ain't gonna Some, fly. Somebody gotta go to jail. If I'm police come out there, somebody they're they're strangers in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see two shadows. Uh, I don't know who it is. Let the police come, so it'll be like a robbery break in type call instead of a, a, a domestic violence call. I ain't doing nothing to her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, here's here's the backup question: to That what if they come out and the do swing on you? He don't hit you. He just swing on you. Then what? That dude come out and swing yeah. on? Yeah. the relationship over. Okay, the relationship is dead at this point. Now, oh boy, I guess it depends on how big he is. If he 5'4 and come out swinging, I'm swinging back. Yeah. yeah. I ain't been swinging no Mark Henry. Right. I use, yeah, I usually go off the same logic. Like, I'll I be working out, but I go off of, I, I'm a, my logic is if you ain't got no neck, I can't fight you. You know the most complicated part about fighting somebody? You don't know who know no damn martial arts, boy. <laughs> it be the weirdest looking motherfuckers that know martial arts that'll spin <laughs> kick your ass in the next week. <laughs> you gonna wake up in a hospital while your lady still get her back blown out at your house because you couldn't do nothing. And they call the ambulance to come get you. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I told you he was weak as hell. That's fuck. the weirdest thing. <laughs> I, I told you he was weak as hell. He wasn't going to do shit. Dude, come out here looking like Mr. Cooper and know how to goddamn <laughs> <laughs> roundhouse kick your ass. I don't want to get beat up by Mr. Cooper, bro. I'm just saying, Mr. Cooper look goofy as fuck. He Mm-mm. just tall, but he look goofy as shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So imagine an old goofy nigga coming out like, this nigga, baby, yeah. this nigga here. You know what would be worse? Remember Sandra's boyfriend from the Cosby Show? Oh, yeah. What if he whooped your ass? Damn. Damn. <laughs> so dude come out saying, I ain't telling you. Leave me alone. Don't touch me. Please. Don't leave. I'm just telling you. I don't want any trouble. And then you reach in for him and he roundhouse kick your ass before you even know what's going on. <laughs> you on the ground thinking all kind of shit. Damn, with what that, the fuck? With that curly hair. Curly ass bitch. Who, like, who came? Who came and hit me from the side <laughs> while I was trying to confront this nigga? <laughs> That's terrible. Well, imagine imagine seeing him start the roundhouse kick and you're like, what are you going to do? Yeah, like, like, what are you doing a Michael Jackson's being for? Yeah. And all you, all you feel is your life leave your head. <laughs> like off of in-game. Motherfucker hit you and exactly. knock your... Exactly. Just hit the whole boot. Oh, that's shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Damn. This too, that's too much, bro. If he came out and swing on me, man, it just depends on what size he is, man. I ain't, mm-hmm. I ain't, I ain't If she come out there with somebody looking like The Rock, I'm going to be like, damn, I ain't even know you can somebody like that. This goddamn. I might have to take that. I had to eat that. You know, you was in my house. Locked my door. The relationship is dead. I know, but still, this, look, it's, I paid... I pay a mortgage here. I paid something on this. Or I paid for the house. I did something to it. And you gonna come out and swing on me too? Oh shit. Imagine if they got through. (laughs) You gotta go inside and wash your damn sheets and shit. 
You got to wash your own sheets from Dave's body juices. Come and send it to the little dating service. <laughs> oh, send it to the smell dating service. Smell dating service. It's like, what is this? Just out of principle, boy. You got to burn that shit, man. You can't keep See? Burning the house down don't sound too bad, and I do it. I ain't burn the house down now. You got to burn them sheets. I'm burning that damn house. Somebody <laughs> getting out that bitch. Some will. God, man, you made me mad. Man, <laughs> you made me mad. Yeah. Woo. I see my mind goes when you give me these scenarios. Like I just go with it. So this is just a thread with this dude telling a story about his dad and people responding to it. Okay. It's relatively interesting. Okay. This one person posts, I wish my mom bought me a house. I would buy her all the eye creams her heart desires. And then another person commented, that's pretty much right. That's pretty much where I am right now. Now, granted, they bought me a house after my dad accidentally shot me. Oh shit! They add another comment. He shot me in the face. I got this shirt in the mail a few days ago from him. Thanks, Dad. It says you'll shoot your eye out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it says he was trying to shoot his arch nemesis, the woodchuck that keeps eating his garden. He seriously fucked up his shot. He is getting this for Christmas. It's a picture of a, a, a plush woodchuck yeah. stuff. The woodchuck met its demise with, wait for it, a pipe bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody posted, oh, poor little guy. My dad swore a blood oath against it. And another person commented, oh, my fucking God. And they say a blood oath with his daughter's blood. How do you fuck up that bad? Is your dad Dick Cheney? <laughs> Hit a guy again. <laughs> I can make this story even better. He learned to make pipe bombs from his friend Weezer, who had one hand. Oh, ask me why Weezer <laughs> has one hand. Ask me. Weezer blew his hand off with a pipe bomb. <laughs> <laughs> this shit said, "I've come this far, and I must know your father's life story." Holy shit! <laughs> As penance on my father's behalf, here's a picture of my dad looking very pleased with himself wearing his new tick-proof gardening outfit over the summer. You're supposed to wear this get up under your clothes, but my dad gives zero fucks. It's a picture of his daddy wearing like an anti-tick um, outfit. Okay. Do you guys want to hear about my dad's spiked cow? His what? Spiked cow. What is that? We're going to find out. Oh, shit. Obviously, yes, I want to know everything about your dad. Yes, oh, my God. I'm about to eat something real quick, then i tell you the story about my dad adopting a cow out of spite. Next person said, I didn't know I could love someone so much without ever having a conversation with them. He said, my parents built their house, and the lady next door decided she didn't like that. They moved in because she was used to it being an empty field there where my parents grow flowers competitively mm -hmm. and their backyard is a giant garden. So her loss, I guess. Then the other person in capital letters said, grow flowers competitively. I'm obsessed. So the neighbor decided to make their lives difficult by complaining to the city about everything about my parents' house, which is beautiful, mm -hmm. including complaining about a deer fence, with my parent, which my parents need to keep deer from eating their flowers. So my dad tried to go over and talk to her and she sent a certified letter to the city saying he was harassing her. Well, my dad got annoyed and decided to research city codes because he's retired and a weirdo. Guess what? <laughs> no law against keeping a cow in your front yard. So he adopted a cow for absolutely no reason other than to piss off his neighbor. It's a male dairy cow, so it serves absolutely no purpose. <laughs> his name is Patty because of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Your dad." A male is... dairy cow. 
male dairy cow. No fucking reason to exist for real. They don't got no milk. They don't. They don't. You chopping for meat. They don't do shit, but they exist. The last comment is your dad is Spike Goes. Their neighbor is lucky he didn't just shoot her. Like it's amazing to find out how petty some people are in this world I and know. weird and different. Nigga, that shit was wild as hell. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was. Um, I've never heard of a male milking cow. What? It's just a male dairy cow. Male, yeah, male. Da- what the hell? <laughs> oh my god, a spike cow. God, that's <laughs> damn. That is that is petty goals right there, right? He's petty in a motherfucker. God, petty. He's a motherfucker. Read all of the ordinances <laughs> and shit to find out what he can do to fuck his name up. That's just so crazy. <laughs> damn. That that was awesome. I just wanted to read that story, man. I like that story. This shit was awesome, man. Yeah. Oh my god. Damn, I'm gonna a male dairy cow. Never heard of it before in my damn life. That was awesome. <laughs> okay, don't lay your head on my chest if your wig feel like Easter basket grass. <laughs> 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 Have you ever had this experience? Bad weaves, yeah. Dry weaves, yeah. You know, some you know. It's different type of weave. You know, when people be talking about that good good weave mm-hmm. hair that costs like $80, $90 a pack, yeah. that's that real shit. Yeah. If you buy cheap shit, it's like synthetic. Yeah. It's like, it got like silicone coating on top of it. So it's going to feel different. So yeah, that's what that fucking feeling, that's what that hair feel like. Yeah, I've had that experience before. I try to know about, I try to learn about hair as much as I possibly can. So when I get in a relationship, I'm like, oh, that's that. That's that yakky. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> what? Yeah, baby, you know. Yeah, I know a little something about a lot of, yeah, lot of everything. Like, they like, damn, is that a lace front? Yeah. That's a nice little closure you got yeah, right there. look at that. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? What you know about him? Girl, you already know. Girl, don't you know, even ask. Yeah. You know, I, I try to keep up, y'all, man. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? The funniest thing is to listen to conversations. Where I work at now, it's, it's a majority, it's majority women. Some of the best conversations I hear is about how they take care of their wigs, how they continue they moisturize them. I watched this yesterday, girl, and look at it now, and I keep up with it. This is, so this is this is a hundred twenty five dollars such and such. I was like, oh my god! But I'm always learning. School me. Listen, I don't know if y'all have done this or not, or seen this or not on Netflix, but it's a show called The Astronomy Club. You heard of that? You was telling me about that. They do skits, right? Yes. Watch that shit. But they got a skit uh, with an ER room and some dudes bringing a girl into an ER room because she sweated her edges out. <laughs> and they do a whole hospital <laughs> skit on women who came into the hospital to fix their edges because they sweated them out or something happened. And it, it, Man, that is a funny show. Right. That right. show is funny, man. Everybody need to watch that shit. Question. Does it matter if someone wears weave or not to you if you're dating them? No. Doesn't matter. Don't matter. I don't care you. I really, really like natural hair because I like the confidence that comes with somebody wearing that natural hair mm-hmm. uh, or the growing confidence when somebody wear their natural hair. Mm-hmm. But whatever you want to do to feel the way you need to feel as an individual, I support that. That's how I look at it, too. A lot of dudes be like, man, I don't want to deal with no fake hair. I'm like, bruh. I, I look at it as like, I think, Anything these days can, that can help boost your confidence is is a win. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
I've 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 dated women who who have like low self esteem before, and that ain't that don't work. It ain't good. It don't. I can't. I don't think I can. I don't handle relationships like that well, or being with somebody or dating somebody like that. It don't work. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, do what you need to do to like. It's fine. Like I'm good with whatever. Yeah. Just come home. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It, it's several shits that like I be like, uh. You know, I have been like in the past. It ain't mm-hmm. like I like every hairstyle. Right. But I value what you want to do for your own self-confidence more than I would criticize something you've chosen to do. Yeah. Because some people do be having that Easter basket grass hair. And I be like, mm. and some people do be having, they, they lace front. They don't have no, like, <laughs> they front. They just, <laughs> it look like that shit just sold on the front of their head. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? Like some of them look bad. Right. But that'll be a moment where I be like, let me get your hair done. <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm saying? Let me, and then, let, me, let me get you straight. Real yeah, quick. so you can see what quality is like. Because if you've been if you've been doing something that's not quality, and you don't might not know, you might just be doing what you're willing to do. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, it does take a it does take a a um a bit of it takes a lot of confidence to be able to to do natural hair. A lot of women don't really understand what it what it takes to be able to wear that, and a lot of women don't have the courage. Not downplaying that shit, but like it does take a bit of stepping out on faith when you do natural hair and shit. Yeah. So I, I like it all myself, so it don't I even matter. Do. All right, last one. If you're one of those public speakers that say good morning, oh come on, we can do better than that. Good morning. I automatically do not like you from that moment on. That is correct. Yeah, fuck you if you do that shit. Yeah, if you a motherfucker that do shit like that, I I really can't fuck with you. Cause like one, I'm here listening to some shit that I really probably don't even want to be at right now. So I don't want to hear that bullshit you talking like, hey, yeah, you guys can do better than that. Like man, please, nobody want to hear that. Okay, so. That's it. Y'all know how to get to us. If y'all want to send a letter to Conversation Con Artists or email you, email us at conversationconartists at gmail.com. You can uh, go to the Facebook page and add it there. You can um, send me and read something on Facebook or Instagram, uh, Conversation Con Artists, that will uh, give us an opportunity to respond to your letter. Um <coughs> Let's go ahead and knock the Iran conversation out. Okay, I'm I'm with it. I'm I'm with it. Um. So wow, I'm just gonna scroll kind of down the basics of some stuff, and this is from a guy that I really value his information on foreign policy, mm-hmm. just because he 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 research a lot. I'm gonna read through his stuff and then just kind of respond to some of it. Okay, and. He is the most informed person on my Facebook page that breaks down stuff the way he does. Mm-hmm. Um, first things first, Iran is the largest state sponsor of terrorism, meaning that as a government, the Iranian government gives plenty of support to terrorist operations in the form of money, weapons, and intelligence. Most of that came through Soleimani's coordination. He has sales and networks in several countries throughout the Middle East from Lebanon, Libya, Syria, Iraq, Afghanistan, etc. Soleimani is not a terrorist, however. He is the commander of Iran's quid forces. It would be equivalent to a secretary of defense slash vice president in our system. I could go into the winding hole of what differentiates a 
head of state and terrorist, but there's legal distinction that's important for domestic and international law reason. And Soleimani fell into the head of the state category, and he was quite popular. His poll numbers in Iran were equivalent to Barack Obama's numbers at his peak popular popularity in the U.S. Uh, Soleimani has been on the U.S. radar for decades. Both Bush and Obama faced the decision whether to execute a similar attack, but both determined that the risk of retaliation and war made the cost too high. We're now in a position to see what the response will be. Iran has promised retaliation. Ideally, the administration has thought through all the contingencies, but given the vacancies in the National Security Council and the turnover of important positions all over the administration, I'm concerned that there are a few decision makers in position of authority with any real knowledge or experience. Uh, and this is what I was talking about earlier. It's mm -hmm. unlikely to result in World War III because, again, wars are fought differently today. I'd be more concerned about a regional Cold War-ish proxy war where Russia and China fund and support Iranian forces targeting U.S. interests in the area. Mm -hmm. I'd also be far more concerned about cyber attacks. Those attacks aren't going to be against you personally, but against government organizations and corporate entities. So... Oh, I skipped this paragraph, but let me go ahead and read this one that I, that I skipped over. Okay. Uh, I've seen posts with jokes and fear about the draft, and honestly, that isn't likely. The military is different, and wars aren't fought the same. Less than 1% of the U.S. population serves in the military, and less than 10% of the armed forces is combat forces, armed services is combat forces. The country doesn't mobilize for war as we did in World War II in Vietnam, where we would ration items like rubber and gas and sugar to help the war effort. The American average American's life is completely unimpacted by armed conflict. This has positive and negative impacts because war sucks and not to be personally impacted by war is generally a good thing. Negative because politicians make different decisions when not facing the angry backlash of voters. This is why we can be at perpetual war since 2001 and yet war still rates as a relatively minor concern to most voters. voters. So this is some good information like getting the foundation of what's going on. Mm -hmm. So basically this Iran been tripping right. for a long time to the point that they had to put together an Iran nuclear deal because mm -hmm. Iran was so close to building nuclear weapons, they stopped it. And the way that America kind of forced people into these kind of deals is they work with their allies and they do stuff to impact their economy. Like, we're not going to send you this, we're not going to send you right. that, so you're not getting food or anything you need, you're not getting it now. Mm -hmm. So that puts America in a position to say, listen, y'all signed this deal, we're going to stop we're going to start with the sanctions. Right. We'll, we'll let y'all continue as normal, but you can't be building no fucking nuclear weapons because you're fucking crazy. And so that's what makes this move so unprecedented is the idea that while he is responsible for a lot of American deaths and uh, terrorism through like a, being a third party, mm -hmm. you know, or provider for them, It would be like them killing print pence. Right. Over there. Right. So the question becomes what do we expect the country to do? How do we expect the country to perceive one of their popular leaders being killed and America taking credit for it the way that America has taken credit for it? Right. America ordered a strike. And what do we gain from it? That's the biggest question I've had since this has happened. What are we what are we what are we getting from this? Like what's what's the positive for us on something like this? Cuz I don't really see a reason I for me, this was something that kind of came out of nowhere. You get what I'm saying? Like I didn't know that we were 
doing airstrikes over there on some on some random bullshit. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's just really weird that like all of a sudden we do an airstrike on something and then uh, we kill this big time general and and now it's like it's go time. I I don't understand. I just don't get it. It it it, it it's really it's really strange. When that guy, he was he was Iraqi. Uh, was he Iraqi? Soleimani? Yeah, wasn't he Iraqi in an Iran? I don't know that part. Embassy or he? he I, I think it was. And this is so. I'm coming from the standpoint of seeing everything off of social media. Everything that I, I, and I think that, well, I know it was on purpose. I did that on purpose just because I wanted to see what everybody on social media was saying and what everybody on social media has been uh, putting out there, which is a lot of garbage. You know what I'm saying? Like this was done. A lot of people saying Trump did this to keep from being impeached a lot of people are saying that this is something that it's an inside job like we're we're that guy was secretly working for us and they knew too much and then something else was going to happen it's just a lot of a lot of bs coming from social media on this type of stuff um but at the end of the day i again i don't know what we gain from this and i like i don't know what we're gonna gain from if we do have to go to war what are we gonna gain from going to war? Iran is unpredictable. And that's why nobody's wanted a war with Iran for some time. Iran is like the Trump of the world, I guess. Mm. They just they're unpredictable. And we don't know what we're gonna get. I mean, they vowed oh. uh retaliation. Somebody on the mic got up and asked for uh, uh, Trump's head and an $80 million bounty for that. Uh, they haven't, they, they, didn't they attack one of the, they attacked, uh, what was it? A Kenyan a military base in Kenya, right? Yeah. We had that uh, suicide, from my understanding, it was a suicide bomber went in, three Americans got killed. Maybe, um, maybe that got something to do with this. Maybe that mission was already underway. You know, I mean, they they have spent a considerable amount of time trying to make sure that America suffers some kind of way. It's just hard now that President Trump isolated the Kurds and other people that potentially would help us as allies Mm -hmm. because they don't know if Trump got a fucking plan or not. I would say no. (laughs) I mean, he probably don't have no plan. Ideally, he's supposed to be listening to people around him. But the reality is, the fact that he died is about to make make it real tense for America in terms of how we retaliate, and it might end up messing him up real big, wow. you know? I, again, when you go off of social media and what social media is saying, people are saying he did this because, A, it's an election year, and, B, there's no way they're going to vote a president out in the middle of a war. So, of course, we're going to keep him in here, and we're going to ride this thing on out. And I don't agree with that, and I don't think that's actually going to really happen that way. Well, a lot of Donald Trump tweets were uh, earlier tweets um, during 2012-2013 was about Obama trying to start an Iran war so that he can get reelected. And it's funny that this is now what Trump has done. 
Because if he believes that having a war at that point can be what helps you out, then it would make it seem like he's doing this on purpose so that he could be helped out because in his head, he believed that it helped you somehow. Mm. But war ain't that, bro. War yeah. Ain't that. Yeah. And I'm, we get, I mean, we've gathered, what was it, 3,000? He got 3,000 troops. He got a, what, a, it was 3,000 troops that was gathered to send out over there. And everything's really tense right now. Um, I know a couple people were making memes, World War Three memes, and that didn't go over well with a lot of soldiers. I didn't think that was too funny either. I didn't, yeah. I wasn't really feeling that either, man. Like, I thought that was some, something that, um, we could have did without, but I think that that kind of goes along with what type of generation we got right now too. You know what I'm saying? Like this generation is like, oh no, World War Three and all this stuff. I'm gonna get drafted. Like, yeah. um, these guys are about to risk their lives for us, and and we're making jokes. And I'm like, it ain't really a a joking situation. You know what I'm saying? That's the effect of us not feeling war the way that people have felt it before. I bet if they told you that you they had to ration their sugar and you can buy their sugar for goddamn two weeks, you'll be a little bit more considerate of that shit. Yeah. You know, if you couldn't get gas or gas out of the $7 a gallon because they need gas and shit over there and they're trying to save somebody money, you know, you ain't going to have no problem. Hmm. You know. So do we go to war on point? No. We don't go to war. Why not? Because um, it's not gonna, it's not gonna bring enough value even to a president unless there's some oil and stuff we don't know about. I read an article that said that uh, the leader in uh, the leader over there found um, like eighty some billion gallons of oil. Um, I don't know how you find that. That's yeah, that, that's like hey, I just found like a hundred thousand dollars right over here in this rock. Yeah. So I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, it was an article, but it could be about oil. That's what our involvement in the Middle East has been about a whole bunch of times. Uh, it could have been about politics. It's it's a number of things it could have been about. It don't change that it was a horrible idea. And there's people out here saying, you know, well, he's a terrorist, so I don't like him. He's a At some point, you got to weigh, outweigh impact versus intent. Mm -hmm. You know, okay, the intent. Intent might have been good to take him out because of what he do, but it might have been bad because of who he is. Right. That's what I'm looking at. Yeah. Who he who he is or who he was um, has a lot to do with what they're planning on. And then do are they going to strike back? Do we get retaliation? Did they vow retaliation? What, though? I don't know. They they put out a list of people that they have for targets and places that they have for targets. Yeah, but Trump said we got fifty two. We've, we've targeted fifty two specific areas there. But that ain't how the government work either. What Trump doing? Like Congress got the power to to uh, declare things as an act of war. The president don't have that, and so it got to go through Congress. And Congress ain't finna have that shit. But then again, I thought Congress wasn't gonna have this Trump shit either. So I let him get away and do whatever he wanted to do. So, at the end of the day, we just gonna be sitting here guessing. I said, I know you said no, we don't go to war, but I it's kind of hard for me when somebody, when a big time official from another country says no, we we vow this is, we we have to retaliate. 
That's just like dude coming at your house swinging on you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I got to get you back now. So what do we, I mean, I don't want to go to war. But it looks like we may be in a position where if these dudes actually retaliate on us, like we, we're gonna have to. Yeah, I'm saying I'm not saying we shouldn't go to war in any any matter. I'm saying I don't think we're gonna go to war. Uh, I kind of agree with my homeboy on that. Where it's more like it might be a cold war type thing. It might be like an underground war between countries trying to figure out how to get information from the other countries. Mm. You know, and how to find weaknesses in one country versus another country. But we don't need that, man. And we don't need Iran to be influenced by Putin and China enough that they come and start doing some of the shit Putin was doing with right. the hacking and stuff. Right. Well, I don't want to... I don't have to deal with that. That's not... It's just not good, man. It's not good at all. Yeah, but that's all I got, man. It ain't... It ain't nothing no more special than that. It's pretty much what it is. You know, don't go on social media because it's the ignorance that's on social media. Uh, speaking of social media, I actually sent you this too. Um, have you heard of a congressman uh, named Paul Gozar? No. Check your, it should be on your Facebook. Yeah, I saw it. Well, he decided to share a picture of Obama shaking hand with Iran's president. And he said that the world would be a better place without these guys in power. Dang. Interesting. So when you look up Paul Paul Gozar, Paul Anthony Gozar, he's an American politician who has served as a member of the United States House of Representatives from Arizona since 2011. So he's in the House. Yes. And he shared this. And he and he he made the caption and everything. Now he said his intent was not for it to be taken as a factual picture. Uh, he he just never meant for the image to be taken as factual. Um, did you see the picture? No. Take a look at that picture. Let me see. <clears throat> Paul goes our picture. It should be on the. Oh. What I sent you, if you I think it's, I sent you the link. Must have removed it. Wait a minute. I went to the wrong damn thing. <laughs> oh, damn. Fake picture, huh? Yeah, it's fake, but why do we have a why do we have politicians in office doing shit like this? Like, what is this supposed to accomplish? Like, what what are we doing here right now? Especially at a time like this. You get what I'm saying? Like, this dude clearly, uh, clearly has a problem with everything in the world, and it's it's just pure ignorance, man. Like, I don't I don't get it. I don't get why we have Congress people doing. He's a congressman for all intents and purposes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What does this do? What does this help? It helps rally up their base. It helps make people say, yeah, that Obama's bad. Oh, and he took a picture with this dude. But he's not the president no more. He out of office. Been out of office for Obama is living his best life right now. He getting paid to talk to people 
and play basketball or golf or whatever. He's he picking up. Did you see the <laughs> the the video of him picking up some random baby and kissing it on his forehead? Uh-uh. Obama just chilling. He's just chilling, man. And we get stuff like this, and it's like, who are we voting in office right now? Like, what are we doing? Well, Julian Castro just dropped out of the race and endorsed Elizabeth Warren. Wow. That's that sounds pretty uh I'm not a big Elizabeth Warren fan, so I don't know. I'm not with it. I got you. Yeah, twenty twenty is be is really shitty right now. Just right now though. Well, I mean, it just started. What we at six days in? You're right. How did we get here so fast? <laughs> On the bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, it, it it came really fast, man. Uh, what else you got? Let me see. Harvey Weinstein, y'all. Harvey Weinstein has been um, brought up for some charges now. So all of y'all who be talking about they got Bill, but where Harvey Weinstein movies at? He's going to jail. Harvey Weinstein is going to jail. What? This dude is... Uh... Why, why is it taking so long? Uh, it takes a long time for women to come out and tell what happened. It takes a long time to do that. Yeah. So, like, psychologically, you're having to deal with the fact that this thing happened to you, but now you got to come out. And a lot of these women's success have hinged upon this. So, do they really want to come out and say, this got to do with my success, this is my story, and do they really want to come out being in Hollywood with other producers and people that they're working with, hearing them coming out against this guy, where they still got to get work from their women? But I would think that the movement would be strong enough for them to be able to be strong enough to do this, man. Like, I, I think he, the, the Me Too movement has has built and grown and it has become something solidified where it, they don't really shouldn't have to worry about that anymore. I would I would think that of all men charged with rape, only like two percent of them see jail time. Hmm. Of all the men, out of a hundred men who was charged with rape, only two of them are going to see jail time. Like that, those are staggering numbers. You know, for the context of what we're talking about, right. So that's a testament to one how hard it is to talk about it when it happened to you, but also the fact that you know that it's nothing might not happen. Mm-hmm. You know, but like if you call the police every day and need them, at some point they're gonna stop coming or start asking you why you calling us or shoot me or shoot you. No, just just let me just kill him and get it over with. You're threatening, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, light skin with glasses. I, of course, that that's always a threat, right? Got on that Raiders cap. Oh well, you know. You know what I'm saying. Shout out to Cube. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, I would just think that like this Harvey Weinstein thing would be kind of like it's it's kind of like getting to the point where it's like a little too drawn out. This dude is a it's uh, the evidence is there. Put this motherfucker in jail and get the shit over with. Get it out of here. It, uh, like his privilege, his white privilege should be up by now, right? Right? White privilege don't go nowhere. But shit. Gotta fuck up real bad. Yeah. How about like being a fucking 
what is he? I don't want to say rapist. He didn't rape. He just used the power to damn have sex. Yeah, that's rape, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's sexual, <laughs> like, at least it's sexual misconduct. Right. Because Tavis Smiley had consensual sexual, sexual relationship with women at his work. But it's hard because if you open up a restaurant named Cold Shit and anybody can come in there but you're looking for people to hire, you may start going to the attractive black women first. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. You may go try to pick them up and hire them first. Um, what am I trying to say? What were we going with that conversation? <laughs> I was just trying to figure. I'm like, put this motherfucker away because he's a fucking. I won't. Say, I said rapist, but I'm like, well, maybe rapist is too strong of a word. But he did use his power to do have sex with some of these oh, women. I know what I was trying to say. So you own the company. You own the company. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to hire attractive black women first and they're going to be in your organization and you're going to work together. Y'all going to work together. Y'all going to do work together. And then you're going to go to her. The name of the business is Cole Jackson. <laughs> you're going to go to her and say, hey, how about a date? You're the person who signed off on her check. You're the person that signed off on her days and her time off. Mm-hmm. You're the person that signed. You know, it's a fear that she might be retaliated against if she don't oblige. So you just having that power it's potentially impacting her response to what you are going to, how you're going to respond to her job. If she say yes, she might have a better time. Or if she say no, she might not. You can't guarantee that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You can't guarantee that. It would be the same if me and you was working at a place. Let's say me and you were working at a place and it was two different managers. Mm-hmm. Let's say it was a gay Terry Crews manager <laughs> after me. And let's say it like was on like next Friday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And let's say it was somebody after you that looked like that's like Miss Pearly from uh, Friday. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they shit named after them. You you work for Miss Pearly's department. I work for the cruise department. You know what I'm saying? And if he come to me saying, yeah, Eddie, you know, we should go out on some guys trips <laughs> every now and then. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to have to consider <laughs> how it may impact my job if I disappoint this person to turn them down. You know, you gonna have to be looking at Miss Pearly mustache every day, and she gonna be coming on you trying to rub on your inner thigh. And you gonna be like, "Oh, Miss Pearly, you know we at work." But if she get any <laughs> more serious than that, you're going to think about, "Damn, what would this do to my job if I turn this person down?" So imagine it being somebody with the ultimate power, like Harvey Weinstein, and it being some actress actress just just want a role, right? You know, that's why you can't do, that's why Tavis Smiley, you can't do that. You can't have that relationship because the perceived difference in how you would treat that person is, is how they going to react. And, and that power is what may get you a yes when you would have otherwise gotten a no. That makes me feel like a piece of shit. Cause I've dated somebody where I was a manager and they was working under me before. And now I'm like, but she, we ended up being in a relationship together. It didn't work out, but. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I didn't I, force it, but I don't want to say that any situation like that with a power dynamic makes that big of a difference. Oh, yeah. You know, the question is, and I think this is something that's not known, which is why this is subjective. There are people out there who can compartmentalize well enough that this don't have anything to do with the other thing. This one thing don't got nothing to do with the other thing, mm. you know, but. Not a lot of people do, can do that. I think. I think most people are going to. Well, let me let me let her off. 
you know, on these days since we going out of town. Or I'm going to be off on these days, so I want to hang out with her. Let me do it. You know what I'm saying? It, it takes a special person to have such a strong foundation of I'm going to do the right thing mm -hmm. that they don't do shit like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so now we just talking about scheduling and shit. But what if it gets to the person that writes your check? The person that give you raises, the person that give you more or less airtime, the person that choose which TV shows you may be a part of if, if new opportunities come out. That's what makes it like Tavis Smiley come out and say, I nothing was inappropriate, everything was consensual. That may be true. That power dynamic is the same thing with Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. We don't know if he wanted to give her head or if that's the fucking president. Like when the president asks you to do shit, you get it done. You get it done. And she might have had that mentality because he's the president, not because she wanted to give him head. That makes sense. You know, that that's makes sense. What makes it one so difficult um, for stuff like this to happen, and that's what makes the power dynamic make a difference in that shit. Right. And I just, I just want this nigga to just go. Let's just put him. Let's go ahead and get him in in prison and get this shit done. Now let's add, let's add another component to it. This ain't Tavis Tavis Smiley case, but let's say Tavis Smiley he did date somebody, and from from that power dynamic and moved them up, you know, yeah, they're in a good position be. now. What would be their motivation to come out? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, people gonna think that they got their position because of that interaction, not because of their own work ethic. And so with Harvey Weinstein, like I said, there's a lot of famous and popular celebrity actresses that got their first break because of him. And the world is just now finding out that he made them do some crazy stuff for us. Yeah. Change for a piece of change. I'm just like, man, they, they keep saying these charges and they keep saying all this other stuff. And I'm just like, have y'all, why, why have y'all not put this, why is he not locked away for the rest of his life? Like, what's the problem? Get this shit done. Put this dude away. He's guilty. Jesus Christ. Do something. Speaking of Jesus Christ, oh. Kanye West is going to take his Sunday service global. Are you ready for a global Sunday service? It's been one year anniversary, uh, and he plans on taking this all his Sunday service all over the world. He's going to start with Europe and Africa. Are you ready for Sunday service to be global on point? Are you uh, ready for this? I'm not, I do not value Sunday service <laughs> at all for Kanye. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a good album, but I'm just over Kanye. Mm. I'm over supporting him. I don't when did you know. exactly stop supporting Kanye? Everybody had like a, a stopping point. I won't say that I ever truly supported Kanye in terms of spending that much money on him, actually. I'm a pirate king. I mean, we all are. Yeah. Um, but I used to be the pirate king. I'm not the pirate king. Yeah, anymore. yeah, yeah. Statue of limitations ain't no bit. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I'm off I, my train of thought. Let me just say this. I'm going to say this. I, I still... I'm still a Kanye fan. I'm still a fan of the music. I think the man is a musical genius when it comes to putting together albums and making music. The, but I can separate that from the personal stuff. Like the stuff that he's doing, like this Sunday service stuff and there's these, like this, these 
what was it? He did like a play or something. He, when he was yeah, all when he, when he was silver, silver surfing yeah. and all this shit, <laughs> like like that shit, I can kind of be like, I'm good on that. But I still fuck with the music, bro. Like Kanye still knows how to make music, whether you love it or hate it. The dude still knows how to make good music. Um, they was talking about um the 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 2010s and and uh. You know his, you know, sick, twisted, uh, beautiful fantasy was like the the number one. That was the top album of the decade, yeah. and I kind of can't disagree with it. You know what I'm saying? Like Kanye, for all of his faults that he he has when it comes to like shit like this, the nigga still can get in the fucking studio and make some fucking music. I, you know, I, like I still. I'm still a fan, but as far as like supporting the bullshit, like I, I don't support like this shit. Fuck that, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But as far as like if he got a new album dropping, I'm nine times out of ten gonna get it. That's just that's just me. I I, I never stop supporting the music of Kanye, but the shenanigans, nah, nigga, I can't deal with the shenanigans, dog. Should he? But I mean. First of all, do you believe in this new I love Christ Kanye? I am going to be the first person to say that I refuse to be somebody who measures what another person has or believes in terms of their faith. Mm. I That's not my journey to pursue. And if I get it wrong, then I'm just judgmental. Right. And so I'm not willing to assess that. Uh, it's plenty of secular singers who, I mean, rappers have gospel songs on their shit all the time. Yeah. Um, I always go, I always tell people about Lecrae. Lecrae is probably one of the, he does like gospel rap, but Lecrae is dope. Like he's been out for a minute, but nobody talk about Lecrae. Well, not even gospel rap. I mean, I'm talking about rappers who got a song on their albums dedicated to God. It's the same thing as having a cross on your neck. Yeah. I remember Fiend had a song. It was like, I'm just sitting here waiting on God so I can ask him if life's supposed to be this hard. Like, that <laughs> yeah. shit resonated with me. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right, But, like, spirituality runs so deep that, like, even the hardest thug and criminal at the end of the day cry to God. Right. Fall down on their knees to pray to God. Right. So who am I to look at Kanye and, you know, try to measure his faith, you know, based on me not liking his personality in mm-hmm. Sunday service? I can't, that's one thing I can't do. Right, right, right. Uh, but as far as what has turned me off to Kanye is the shit regarding my culture. You're not going to talk about my culture and act like you know something about my culture. You're not an authority on that. You're authority on the music. And so what's turned me off of Kanye is that it's his politics, you know? Yeah. Now, I didn't listen to some of his albums. I didn't listen to my Dark Twisted Fantasy. I didn't listen to... Yeezus, uh, I didn't listen to a whole bunch of them, his albums just because to me, when Kanye's mama died, he turned into a different Kanye, mm-hmm. you know. And for better or for worse, he turned into a different Kanye, so right. I kind of stopped listening to him then. But like, it's a really thin line between supporting not supporting the person but supporting their music, right? Because supporting the music funds the person life <laughs> you know what I'm saying exactly exactly so it's like it's hard to compartmentalize but I've been asking this question on the podcast for so long when a person that you value do something problematic how do you find out where that line is and that's the hard decision to make yeah 
That's you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it ain't no, it's not an easy decision because I know people. When I say I, when I people tell people, yeah, I'm a Kanye fan. Like you gonna get this sideways look, but I mean, for me, music has always been a big part of my life. I, that's what I fuck with. And you know, you can say what you want to say about Kanye as far as like who he is as a person. The nigga still can make music. <laughs> he can make good music. He can make good albums. He can still produce. He can still do that part of him. We don't Kanye for all intents and purposes. People gonna think I'm crazy when I say this, but like he is really somebody who changed the music culture. He changed a lot of shit. He changed a lot of shit in music, and for people to kind of just kind of poo poo that, I'm like, eh, you really can't. His 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 imprint on music is is there. You know what I'm saying? Um, one thing that had came up, I was listening to another podcast, and I, and I I didn't even think about this until I heard it. Like when Kanye was doing what was it? it was he was doing the Fridays, um, Good Fridays? You know, the whole record industry stopped dropping. The industry used to put out new music on Tuesdays, and they moved that shit from Tuesdays to you know what I'm saying like New Music Friday. Now you get what I'm saying because mm-hmm. because of that. Like he's done a lot of shit for music, bro. So, you know, that these types of shenanigans, the Sunday service shit going to Europe and Africa, I just look at him trying to make a dollar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I I'm just like he he trying to make some money just like everybody else. But I I cannot sit up here and not say that I'm not a fan of Kanye's. I, I I'm a Kanye fan. I I I'm that's what I am. I got you. I gotcha. Um, what you got next? Uh, have you heard about not abbreviating 2020 to keep the scammers away? No, I have not. So the thing online now is that they are saying, they're telling people, hey, when you do your date, do not do like, typically when you do your, your date, you know, you abbreviate, you don't do put 2020 you just put 20 well from what experts are saying that you shouldn't do that you should write it out you should do like 1 1 2020 instead of 1 1 20 because scammers can change that from 2021 or they can change it into the year 2000 and if you put this on legal documents or checks or whatever they scammers can change all that and and flip it and do what they want to with it so the big thing now online is people not dating things with just 20, but put 2020 20 on there. Yeah. Um, I can see what that could be problematic, especially in the field that I work in. And I can see how people can most definitely, because some people can, 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 uh, can take a, a check, uh, a, 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 an old check and cash it. You know what I'm saying? If you got 20 on there or they can do all kinds of different shit. So, I don't even know when the last time I put a date on anything. I remember the last time I signed some legal documents. I sign shit all the time. How do you how do you you put the date on there? I normally put just the last two numbers. Can't do that anymore. Well, this documentation nobody ever gonna see. Right. But if they do see it, then I'm in a bad situation. <laughs> so you got to change your shit and put twenty twenty on there now. The scammers will get you. Yeah, they will. Run or come it across the sense. come across the city girls and they got your ass. I don't know. 
Well, yeah. Well, that's the biggest thing right now. Uh, and, um, just making sure that the date is the date is is fully well the year is fully written out so you don't get no nobody taking your checks do who do does anybody even write checks anymore old folks that's in the line in front of you in walmart when you in a hurry mm. <laughs> yeah people write checks still i mean you got businesses gotta write checks yeah for the most part you can't go like full you know digital with banks hmm. uh, banks don't accept cash no more who says who Wells Fargo? Yeah, that rule's dumb. They don't accept cash. Yeah. I was like, somebody came to the bank to give them some cash for me, and they said, we don't accept cash. I said, you don't accept fucking cash? They don't what? take, so they can't, the rule is they can't take cash from a person who's not on the account. What since that make? <laughs> it's cash, bro. I don't know why they made this rule. But you have to be, if I'm not mistaken, if I read the rule correctly, if I understand the rule correctly, you have to be the person who owns that checking account to be able to put cash into that account. So you, if what you, what kind of scams do you get from that? I, unless they've been getting a lot of fake money, that's the only thing. The counterfeit money part is the only thing I can think of. I feel like. They was washing all that goddamn laundered money, and now they out here thinking they finna get got. So they making these rules about cash. They had the, uh, they had the. No, they didn't have a boat. They weren't the ones with the drug boat. I forgot what they had, but Wells Fargo, they had to come up with. They come up with all kinds of rules. I don't even know how they still open. Man, all the shit that they didn't damn did, Jesus. Get the hell out of here with that shit. It's bank, man. Bailouts. <laughs> uh, government knew they were doing that shit. Charge them $600 million. They don't do that no more. What about the people that got scammed, man? Say what? What about the people that got scammed? They just give them a slap on the wrist, tell them to pay $600 million, and they be like, okay. Cool. That's it. That's it. Shit is ridiculous, man. It's fucking ridiculous. Let's see. What else what other stories do you have? Um Wedding proposal at KFC ends in dream South African wedding. Wait, huh? Listen, man. Bruh, I was keeping up with this shit when it was going on. So Somebody, a uh, uh, South African man proposed to his woman at KFC, right? And all of these people were talking shit about it. They're like, oh, if he proposed to me at KFC, blah, 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 blah. And every single company that you can think of came to their aid to create a fucking magical wedding for their ass. God damn, why couldn't that have been me? Okay, so I found this thread. Mm -hmm. It says South Africa. Uh, so the article says, Mazanzi, please. This is KFC South Africa, the place that they are uh, proposing. Mazanzi, please help us find this beautiful couple. Um, Rebatlaho Blessa. <laughs> DM us any leads. There might be a finger licking good surprise in it for you too. Um, 
I mean, they speak in African, I guess. We love, love, love KFC proposal. And there's a woman on the top of it says, South African men are so broke, they even propose at KFC. They have absolutely no class. I mean, who propose, who proposes at KFC? This is what a woman said. Wow. Now, let's... That's mean. She's a mean girl. Now, let me go down the list of how many people came to this post. Damn. I don't know what some of these companies are, but all of them did something for the, for the couple. Hmm. Wolves worst South Africa. We love it when Twitter shares the love. KFC proposal couple. We've got a R fifteen thousand dollar voucher coming your way to enjoy however you wish. How much? It's R fifteen k. I don't know how much fifteen thousand dollars is in their money. Oh, it might be. It might be. It might different. be eight dollars. I mean, it's gonna be more. I mean, ain't no fifteen thousand that translate to eight. I mean, it might be like five hundred, a thousand, or something like that. But damn, Coca Cola Z A. Just like your chicken and our Coke are the perfect pairing, we're all for bringing people together. The soft drinks for the wedding are on us. Keep an eye out. Damn. We'll keep an eye on our inbox box for all the deets. Then the South Africa KFC came out and said, South Africa, you guys are amazing. We found a beautiful couple. It looks like they're having a streetwise wedding, y'all. We're meeting Bahut Hector and his lovely bride, Nahalala, and we'll keep y'all posted. Hector? Uh-uh. <laughs> oh, Bahut. His first name is B H U T apostrophe. Like, oh, I don't even I like know how to say like, wait a minute. His last name is Hector, I oh, guess. Oh, well. I just thought maybe, you know. Rain South Africa. We at Rain Koza will take away their data worries. Unlimited data for one year, and they got a picture of a person holding a SIM card. Damn. Emerald. Unlimited data for how long? A year? A year. Funky the bitch. next one. Guys, this is the sweet Emerald is what his name of it. Guys, this is the sweetest story ever. Please DM me. My jury company will donate with these two beautiful rings worth R45,000. They deserve rose gold with diamonds. Damn. Another one. Her name is, her name is I've been tagged so many times on this. I need venue date and time. Can whoever in charge DM me? Then another person says, uh, I see you're making tr- them traditional outfits. I'll pay for them. Um, that's the designer. He says, I'm making the KFC proposal wedding outfits, or, or have they found somebody else? Standard Bank, South Africa. We'd also like to chip in so we can collaborate. We have something off that can help with um, anything. It says Mvula Malomo. I don't know what that is, or anything else. Don't matter. It's free. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shit. Lion Lager. We like a man with a plan, Mr. Conzi. We would like to pledge R5000 towards your Labola negotiations. Uh, so I imagine that's liquor that they go get some liquor. It's for the five thousand, and probably in our money, that's like two hundred dollars. So I take it. Open view forever to keep the wedding excitement. Open view is giving the couple a forty-two inch TV and a fully installed decoder. What? Here's the premium world-class entertainment. Sony Movie South Africa. After the wedding stress, we would like to give the couple with two three D movie tickets, popcorn, and soda to enjoy and chill. Come on now. Golf train. I don't know what this is. We'd like to offer the KFC proposal sweethearts free golf train rides to and from or tombo to enjoy their famous Cape Town holiday to the max. Congrats to you and your lovely fiance. Uh, Another place, Kalula. Hey, uh, Mazanzi's favorite couple. Your honeymoon is on us. What? Kalula holidays are giving you a holiday in Cape Town, including flights and a five-night accommodation. Good God. All these South Africa. These honeymoon destinations look far. Someone needs to drive them there. Stop. We got you. Nigga, I'm serious, bro. Like, it's crazy how many people came out for this camp. Audi? Audi. God 
Dr. Rebecca Bellini, uh, great KFCSA. We would like to offer teeth whitening to the couple, getting their smiles on point for the wedding. Eyewitness News. Eyewitness News pledges to live stream the wedding. Now all South Africans can be there. Send us to save the date. <laughs> okay, man. Ami, Ami Faku, or I guess is a popular singer. Can I come sing at their wedding, please? What? Road Trippers Travel. Hello, faves, KFC SA. We would love to give the lovely Concies with an all expense paid holiday to the beautiful Belene Mozambique in 2020. Let us know once you've gotten a hold of them. Puma, South Africa. Whoa. Puma boys keep doing the most, but Hector and his lovely bride each deserve our 10,000 of in-store Puma threads. Get, in, get us in touch with them. Amstel, South Africa. What a timeless moment. We think it deserves a timeless celebration with cases of Amstel Lager and Amstel Rattler. And our friendship and our friends up at Strongbow SA would love to add some refreshing cider into the mix. FNB South Africa. We'd love to give the happy couple R5000 towards their future together in FNB Gold Check account. Please ask Mr. Connors to send his contact deck tag Wait, details. They just got somebody to say here's some five, here's five thousand dollars. Yep. In a checking account. Damn, I need to start eating meat. Mohel Moton. <laughs> Also, myself and C-Square are willing to provide the groom with a suit. If he already has one, we'll give him another one to change with. DM me. DSTV. We would love to be part of this beautiful love story. Let us bless the union with a fully installed Explorer in 12 months of DSTV compact subscription. Wow. So, they have a list on here of all the places that send them stuff. It's a whole spreadsheet. That wasn't even all. I read 28 of them. Oh, my God. It's a whole spreadsheet, and they just had the wedding. Man, that junk, that, that's one of them things that's like, man, like it restore your faith in humanity for a little while. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, we don't know why he proposed in KFC. He might be fucked up on the money, or it might just be like they spot. That might be the first place they met. Right. But somebody right. came out and roasted them using their own subjective notion of what it is. But it like reminds you that love can be found anywhere, man. Don't nobody give a fuck. Yeah, most definitely. You know, except people who are materialistic and superficial and just kind of want something that other people got. And so they just had that that wedding. Yeah, I don't know why it matters where you propose or what type of ring or all that other stuff, man. People are so materialistic sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't, damn, they got a lot of shit, though. Look, man. Here's $5,000. Here you go. Like, you what? Know, you never know where your moment going to come from. I see that. And he proposing. See, and then... Why why shit on something like that too? Like people people suck. You know that? People are fucking assholes. Like I don't even I ain't never really thought about like propose where I would propose it or or any of that kind of stuff. Not not saying that I I would want to be romantic. I always try to be like, oh, I'm a romantic ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. But Maybe I should just propose it like a Hardee's or something, man. <laughs> See what I can get off of that. But uh, I think that's a horrible intention. So, damn, they got a lot of shit, though. They did. I mean, but I don't know. It was one of them feel good stories, man. I just wanted to say, damn, say something about that. That's uh, that's pretty good. 
Here's a here's a story that's not so feel good. Did you hear about the D.C. elementary school apologizing for asking black students to portray slaves? Man, it been so many of the schools <laughs> doing that shit. Uh, uh, which one? <laughs> which one is it? <laughs> I, I ain't heard about it. So they they are they assigned black students. Uh, uh, they gave them an assignment to 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 play roles of slaves in a classroom exercise. Um, the teacher just basically wanted the kids to know what it was like back in those days. Now, the principal, Carrie Boquard, she wrote a statement saying that at Lafayette, we believe in the importance of teaching painful history with sensitivity and social awareness. <laughs> Unfortunately, we fell short to those values at a recent fifth grade lesson. <laughs> um, Bark broke hard if I'm saying the name wrong sorry guys uh, noted that the lesson had the students playing inappropriate and harmful roles like black people drinking from segregated water fountains and enslaved people the principal continued to say we deeply regret what we did uh, not foresee this as a potential challenge in role playing so we could set, an appropriate, uh, set appropriate parameters to protect students yeah so if do you think it would be okay if in order to teach that lesson they reversed the roles and made <laughs> the white kids play slaves and the black kids play like the masters do you think that it would be acceptable to end then or do you think it would still get outcry what you think i think that it would still get outcry because i'm pretty sure there would be some white parents that would come up here and be like what do you mean my kid played a slave what is this? Mommy, I was a slave. Huh? What? Right. My son? My daughter? Oh, we're going down to that school today. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to handle this right now. I don't know what it is about teachers and wanting to, like, make this whole slave experience realistic for the kids in fifth grade. And in these grades that are under high school but this this shit has got to like kind of stop like i don't even know i don't really understand how teachers teach anymore like i don't know what they're thinking i don't know who passes these lesson plans like i was under the impression that teachers had to give out lesson plans and they had to be okayed by i guess the principal or whoever's in charge of the other teachers or whatever the head teacher i don't know how that works but I thought they had to have lesson plans and that shit had to be okay. I don't mm -hmm. know anybody who's giving out a lesson plan and saying, all right, this week we're going to have the black kids play slaves. Teachers and have, somebody was like, you know what? That sounds like a great idea. Let's do it. Teachers have a shitload of liberty with creating late lessons. I see. You're going to make black kids slaves in 2019. Well, I think, I man, think this some, is, that teacher probably went off the cuff, got her cuff, man. She was probably like, you know what? Let's do an activity. With her naive, culturally unaware no. self. I, I don't believe you could be a teacher and, and be unaware. Right. You're an educator. Like, you know how this shit, especially if you're teaching, like, history and shit like that. You cannot be unaware of this shit. You Man. cannot be a motherfucker that don't know how shit works. Man, there's teachers out here fucking kids. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, sometimes it's not unaware. Sometimes it's intentional. Intentionally. Uh, activating your bullshit, you know? I, I'm just, I had a lot of these stories last year in 2019 about kids in school and 
and teachers getting upset about haircuts and teachers coloring in people's hair because they didn't like somebody having something shaved in there or kids getting suspended because they had dreads and stuff like that. And I'm kind of, I'm trying to figure out like, when did you become the police? You know what I'm saying? Or who, like, who are you, who are you supposed to be to, to, to do shit like that? You know what I'm saying? Your job is to come in and, and don't get me wrong. Cause I know teachers have a hard job. I'm not, trying to dismiss what teachers do they have some probably some of the hardest jobs in in the world but there are some teachers that come in here and really think they're like the police or some shit and i don't i'm not i'm not i'm not feeling it i was talking to uh one of my friends who he he's coming up he's he's got a dilemma on his hands because where he lives now his kids probably won't get the best education he has a house that he's paid for and everything. And he's sitting here saying, my kid is this age now, but soon they're going to be an age where they're going to have to educate, get a, a, a good education. Yeah. And he's thinking, he's like, I'm about to downsize. He's like, if things don't get better, I'm going to downsize my house and move to make sure that my kid gets a better education. Um, like as, uh, which shows me that parents are willing to like do shit to actually make sure their kids get the education they deserve. But on the other end, I really feel like teachers ain't really trying to get out there and give, especially black kids. And I'm not trying to really make it a racial thing, but I, I mean, you just had kids portray slaves. I don't really think they're trying to give the black kids like the education that they deserve. They aren't. I mean, when you look at, and you know, white people get poor white people get wrapped up in this but the reality is that schools a large portion of schools are funded by property taxes Mm -hmm. so when you have an Inslee where the properties ain't worth nothing and you see why you have as much as you have or little as you have at J.O. but when you see you can go to one neighborhood and see why Hoover got all the opportunities that they got right so there, if our society was interested in giving everybody the equal education and equal access to it, then we would have a system that weighed out how to give schools resources more right. fairly instead of the shit we got. So I don't think that that got anything to do with anything. Like, they not finna try to make that happen. Right. They're but I, just trying to make that money. But I don't really, under, I don't really, I don't, I want my kids to have a better education, but I don't equate being in a better place better in a better place i guess what is it where your zone i don't think being in a better zone equates to better education this was the school the dc elementary school nice school good school at that but they still got black kids playing slaves you get what i'm saying like where how do we where are we gonna find this balance which i know there's no such thing as far as when it comes to to, to things like this but i don't need i don't want i don't want to have to go to the school and whoop a teacher's ass you get what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to do that. I feel like there should be some kind of probably committee maybe or something. No. <laughs> don't they have one of those? So <laughs> I'm gonna talk about I'm gonna talk about one of the skits on the Astronomy Club, okay? Okay. Astronomy Club got a skit where it's like a Dungeons and Dragon game and they got characters. One of the characters, you know, they finna go on an adventure to go to the bodega to get my grandma recipe for cheese grits. Yeah. And so I'm gonna, it's going to be a spoiler on this skit. That's fine. Guys. It's okay. And on this skit, I told y'all to watch the Astronomy Club anyway, but on this skit, 
it's got like one dude, he dressed up like Harry Potter with a little book. And then it's one dude, he like named Cordell, he the star football athlete. You know, he, he got like razor speed skills. And then it's like one woman is the, the heroin queen and she mm. got like heroin and she blew out her hands. Then she got, then you got uh, a girl that just got a big, big booty. It's like big, big, <laughs> you know, and they going on this quest. And then it's two dudes that jump out from behind a, a, a wall with swords, you know, yeah. like, oh, they're going to rob us and try to take our Air Force Ones. And then the, uh, the one with the big butt said, I'll distract him. And she kind of walk around him and they fall, both fall in the sewer hole. Right. Now, when they were introducing the characters, um, and they were about to go on their adventure. They was like, "Has anybody heard from this nigga Terrence?" You know, and they were speaking in that old and like Harry Potter. Has anybody heard from this nigga Terrence? You know what I'm saying? Right. And then they kept going on their adventure, and then they said, "Okay, y'all know uh, we had a battle. Y'all know what that means? Smoke break." And then they sitting on some couches outside smoking, <laughs> and it's just trash all around them. Right. And then two women flip over, and it's trash. They're hitting in the trash, and it's like, oh, a gaggle of thoughts are upon us. We're about to die. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, they one of them got a little baby crying, and it's like, are you my baby daddy? Oh, my God. And they're God. like, oh, no, we're, we're surely going to die. <laughs> and then they, they all look up, and a shuttle come by, and they be like, this nigga Terrence. And he walk up. <laughs> Right, right, and he walk up, and then uh, the thoughts be the thoughts start to retreat because they smell that he ain't got no money, <laughs> and then and then they all get together, and the camera do a like circle pan around all of them and just show them like in superhero stance and shit, uh, and then it zoom out to a table with them characters on them like their little figurines of their characters, yeah. and it's a white man holding the book and said. How did we let this get to the market? <laughs> this is the most racist thing I've ever seen. And I went to Duke. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then there's a black dude over there with a stack of papers. He said, I told y'all. I sent 285 emails. And then he just have a whole breakdown and then leave the room. And then they be like, are we going to blame it on the black guy? They're like, yep, we're going to do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So I think it's like one of them kind of situations. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where... Yeah. But when I was talking about like a committee or something, it's like they need to somebody to run shit they finna do by. Right. That is culturally conscious that can say this is not a good way to teach kids about Native American. Like, don't dress the brown kids up like no goddamn <laughs> Native Americans and give them pumpkins and shit. You know what happened to them Native Americans, they right? Got they got chicken pox fucking they got, blankets. They got blankets later on. Exactly. Like, they didn't make it past the like, blankets. What white America does is constantly overlooks that person that could tell them how to fix this shit. Right. But you also got black people in these organizations that would say something, but otherwise are afraid that they will lose their position for speaking out. So they don't speak out. So we got to have a world that is aware of their naivety about these things. Right. They got to be, they got to say, I don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean? Explain it to me and not be so deep in denial talking about a painful history that they can't really take your input because of that shit. Yeah. You know, I just, I don't know, man. Like, I, again, I keep saying that I want my kids, when I have kids, I want to make sure that they're educated and I want to make sure that they got a shot. You know, you know what I'm saying? I want to make sure my kids got a shot to make it in life. But like, Seeing the type of shit that happens in the good schools, like this is a good, this DC school is a, is a good school apparently, and but you know, having a teacher that's gonna be like, all right, kids, time to play slavery. Here you go. You know, 
what do we what do we do? You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 just a it's just a I mean, fucked the same up situation. Thing, the same thing you do on a team with an Allen Iverson who don't want to goddamn come to practice and do shit. Like you gotta hold those individuals accountable. You know, that's how you get rid of bad teachers or problematic teachers. Yeah. Uh, but what do you do about a teacher that's really good in terms of her kids got a really high pass rate mm-hmm. and they really know something coming out of the class, but they got a blind spot where they do shit like this? Yeah. You know? Exactly. What about the teachers that never do shit like this and they suck ass because none of their kids can pass shit and don't retain no information? Mm-hmm. I think that it's hard to hone in on what good actually means right? when it comes to, like, that's a good school. Well, I mean, it's in a good neighborhood. Like, how do you measure a good school? I mean, clearly, it's not uh, it's not going to be perceived as a good school if the uh, the state done took over it. Yeah, you know, like J.O., you know, Jackson Oak. Yeah. If that's the case, then that's you're not going to consider that a good school. So if a school had been taken over the state, what makes it a good school? Is it how many opportunities it have? Mm. Is it the black-to-white ratio? Is it the community that it's in? You know, is it the fact that they never do these little – incidents that's big enough to make it their local news but mm-hmm. what if they doing a whole bunch of little microaggressions that don't really get picked up right you know i think it's just real hard to, to, to say what a good school is to say that this school specifically should have known better because mm. the reality is the white people that fucking up doing it everywhere man oh yeah yeah now I'm cheerios Cheerios had that interracial commercial and that shit went haywire what the i hell think is it's wrong? a good thing for what? cheerios but <laughs> The races came out for him, you know? Yeah, but I mean, good God, like, it's not that deep. Like, it's 2020 now. Like, what the fuck do y'all want? Like, the shit's real. Shea Moisture fucked up. Yeah, they know? fucked up, too. Like, but they a, bounced back. It's hard to get Shea Moisture out, man, because they product so damn good. Man. I use it on my hair. It's hard to get them <laughs> motherfuckers out of here. <laughs> I stopped using it. Um... I mean, I, I mean, I was, I always try different shit anyway, so it ain't mm-hmm. like a no big loss to me. So right. it's women out there that been using Shea Moisture on their head for so long that this shit irritating as hell that mm-hmm. they can't use this and they got to go through the process of finding some shit that works for them again, mm-hmm. you know. But I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't expect nothing from nobody, man. Like, Ain't nobody a killer until they is. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, exactly. And exactly. it's like, this teacher might not have been a racist until she was. Or she was a racist, but not overt. Like, she would do something racist. Mm. You know, but and I'm pretty she sure might the, not even be racist. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the teacher's like, I didn't see any harm in it. It's role-playing. Yeah. But I, it just makes me, it, it's hard for me to believe that someone who teaches is not aware of, of things like that. But then again, I live in a fantasy world, so what do I know? <laughs> I'm a Kanye West fan. What do I know? <laughs> nah, Kanye West living in the fantasy. We living in the reality. I remember when you used to talk about him having a top hat and a monocle in his world. Top hat and monocle. Yeah, the top hat and the table monocle. eating fish <laughs> <laughs> with the bones. <laughs> this is wonderful. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> What is this, cod? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? this is Redfish. Cod. Oh, gosh. Kim, you made the hell out of this fish. <laughs> Damn. Look, man. Um, Bobby Christina Brown's former boyfriend, Nick Gordon, dead at 30. Somebody's coming for this family, bro. I don't get this. Somebody shit. is coming. Like, is Bobby Brown tying up loose ends? 
He is live. I hate to say, I hate to say he killed his daughter for it, but goddamn. Why do I see Bobby Brown dancing in here with a knife? <laughs> like, nigga, ah. it's like, my prerogative. Yeah, he just like, oh yeah, and doing his little moves and killing people. Shit, that'd be a hell of a damn scary movie, wouldn't it? Writing that down now. <laughs> Bobby Brown, Murder Town. The new, he's the new Jason Voorhees. <laughs> I ain't want to be able to get Bobby Brown on no damn movie. That motherfucker be so high. I, I don't need him. High. I can, nigga, I can get somebody to play Bobby Brown in a horror movie. That ain't shit. I was thinking about Bobby Brown playing the role. Nah, can't do that. Well, he might need the money. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know what's going on. He man. got about. It's it just really peculiar that all these people around him are dying. He OD'd. The, uh, the dude. Uh, Everybody have. That's... Whitney Houston. Bobby Christina. And not this guy. Nick Gordon. I just, it is just starting to get way too fishy. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, shit, drugs is one of them things that kind of run with that family. I mean, it's fucked up that you got to, <laughs> it's fucked up that you got to put drugs synonymous with the Houstons, with Whitney Houston and her family and, and shit. But like, this is kind of turning out to be a part of that that legacy that she had you know what i'm saying like it it's fucked up but it is what it is you get what i'm saying so he was doing drugs bobby christina was doing drugs you know what i'm saying whitney was too it's just one of them things yeah it's a curse it's either a curse or or bobby brown just like i need some insurance money right now man wait a minute hold on almost today is the day where i stopped I'm going to stop doing Bobby Brown like that. I'm not going to say he needs the money. I think Bobby Brown is a, is a, a, a damn good guy, and I think that he don't need shit. I'm not going to implement him, but I will make a horror movie with Bobby Brown as the as the, as the Jason you, Voorhees Why you kid. switch up? What you mean? You did the damage. I, look, man, we got to <laughs> we gotta save <laughs> Bobby, I, Bobby Brown. Is is one of them. He's history. He is American history. We gotta keep our, our American history. Bobby Brown is American history, my man. I don't want to fuck it's that up. Murderers in American history. Yeah, but you know, you want to maintain Brown. a positive perception of Bobby Brown. Why not? When was it ever positive? When he was making my parade. <laughs> <And laughs> when he was, he did, he did that for fourteen. He did that Ghostbuster song. <laughs> that nigga was young. Oh, Bobby Brown, we ain't got number pictures of him being high with Whitney. That wasn't on him. That was Whitney fault. I don't believe that. Come on. I don't people, believe people that. People keep saying that Whitney Houston was real niggerish back in them days. And that's fine. That she that that good girl shit that y'all seen was a persona to make money. They said in real life, Whitney Houston was niggerish. We, we know she ain't the preacher's wife. Okay. We know that shit. I can believe that though. What? I believe Whitney Houston cuss some motherfuckers out and play spades. But you think you think goddamn Whitney Houston was who she was and had a goddamn soft ass dude? No, Bobby Brown was two times the goon Whitney Houston was. Yeah, but he he was the one to handle the the you know the the he was the muscle. She couldn't go out there and slap folks. Bobby Brown could slap who the fuck she he couldn't go out to. and buy no cocaine on the strip either. He went and got her. The, he went and got her the booger sugar. Hey, he was the he was a gopher. He was he was the do boy. He had to do what Look, she was. I'm just saying. He ain't had no hits at that time. She had all the hits, so she was like, "Look, I need for you to go out here and get this crack." 
<laughs> I need you to get this shit to you. Talk, talk to Joseph. You know Joseph. Joseph sell it to you. He ain't no problem. Man, that shit. I don't know. I I Bobby Brown looked like the kind of nigga that'll do the shit. I'm but that's the about. why are you going off of looks. We ain't. I've never met Bobby Brown before in my life. I bet you Bobby Brown cool as fuck. And I bet that nigga was just like, nah. Like I just I just wanted her to be happy. I loved her. I don't think so. Somebody had to take the. Somebody had to be the fog. See, you're not. I look like the uncle that they they nobody let borrow money no more. Mm -mm. I'm trying to tell you, Bobby Brown was the fall guy. Whitney Houston was like, you got to take the falls for this shit. I want to do my drugs and I still want to keep my career. And Bobby was like, I didn't have my fun. I was new edition. I did a solo album. I slapped Ralph Tresman ass a couple times. I'm good. So. We we don't want to have this perception of Bobby because he's a piece of history. I think Bobby Brown was the fall guy. The Why are you time. doing it to Whitney, though? Why are you going to do it to Whitney, but you ain't going to do it to Bobby? Why, Why ain't she a part of history, too? But she she gone. Oh, so <laughs> she the survivor, is history. The survivor tells, tells the story, <laughs> sir. The pictures tell the story. The survivor tells the story. I'm just saying, man. Why is it so far fetched to think Bobby Brown was not the fall guy in this whole situation? It's you not, don't man. know. That's not what women do. That's not what women do back in them days, man. Like managers and shit wouldn't let that people like Whitney Houston go get no damn drugs. Right. So they that's had, why Bobby like, Brown was doing it. Bobby was in that bitch with his shades on and they just pointed at Bobby. You know what time it is, Bobby. And Bobby will disappear and right. come back with fun. He was the plug. That make him an enabler. No. That make him a that, problem. That makes Why him, Bobby as her that dude. That makes him a scapegoat. What makes Bobby as her dude not say, I ain't getting you no damn blow? You Because he was doing career. it with her. He was doing it with her. That make him the problem. No, that makes him the fall guy, I'm telling no. you. Oh, she can't get it for herself. But he can if he don't get it for her. She don't have it. Who had the bigger career? Whitney Houston had a bigger career. Who was in America's eye all the time? Whitney Houston was right. in America's eye. So we can't. We, so you mean to tell me she's gonna mess up her money, the good money that she's making with this wonderful persona that she's got by getting cocaine? Bobby Brown been a bad boy. Bobby Brown was like, "Fuck y'all, new edition. I'm going solo on your ass. Fuck you. Fuck all y'all. I can do this. I should be leading the group. You know what? Fuck it." I'm going to leave, left, successful. He had a successful album, and he was doing all the coke he wanted to. And Whitney Houston was like, you know what? That's a real nigga right there. I can fuck with him. Well, what make you think he wasn't saying, hey, Whitney, baby, Mm. bring your prissy ass over here and hit this blow? No. You already saying he was a goon from the beginning. This nigga. What make you you think the goon ain't the one who bringing this shit up? But Miss Prissy is. There is a story of, of, of Bobby Brown kicking Janet Jackson out of his room. I ain't didn't want to fuck with Janet Jackson. Now you know that royalty right there. Janet Jackson wanna fuck with you. That's some real shit. Everybody, I'm trying to tell you, Bobby Brown was the fall guy in this whole thing. We always point our finger at Bobby Brown. He ain't dead. He didn't die over no overdose. But that's a that that should be evidence <laughs> that he know what he doing, and that Whitney don't. Whitney fucked up. That nigga was the fall guy. Nah, 
That nigga was I the fall guy. I disagree. We we look at him. We look at Bobby Brown as this grimy ass nigga, and not looking at how niggerish Whitney Houston is. And I'm there, I know it's a lot of. Yeah, it's probably a lot of y'all listeners is like, this nigga is terrible. How's he talking bad about Whitney Houston? Because y'all know it's true. You know it's true. Whitney Houston made that man the fall guy through this whole thing. No, he made himself the fall guy. Why? Why would? Why do we come? Go, why are we? Why are we so hard on Bobby Brown? He ain't did nothing to nobody. Bobby Brown always did everything to everybody. We what? He whipped his group members. He left his damn group. They he voted, just been, he been if disrespectful you watched, if out you, here. If you seen the new edition story, they voted him out. Because of his behavior? He had women and cocaine. What the problem is, all of them was fucking. He just had the best women's. So he had and that cocaine shit before and he had Whitney. So the problem what make with, you think? <laughs> the problem with Bobby Brown was he had an ego problem. He felt like he should have been the lead singer in the group. He was telling Ralph Tresman to kiss his ass. This is my group, nigga. And... They didn't like it, and whoever managed them at the at the time didn't didn't appreciate that shit. And Bobby Brown's like, I'm a I'm a wild nigga. I got all this money. I can do what the fuck I want to do. And y'all motherfuckers sitting up here telling me I ain't talented. And they voted him out the group. Went got if he wasn't good, then his solo album wouldn't have sold. I mean, you could be good and smoke cocaine, and you could be good and get your girlfriend to smoke cocaine. So you tell me, wait. So you mean to tell me that Bobby Brown enticed Whitney Houston to smoke cocaine? You saying he the one who's like, you know what, Whitney? What I'm saying What is... you need to do is smoke this cocaine with me, baby. <laughs> Watch me dance. And he was doing his little, doing his little, what my I'm prerogative dance. Is... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Brown, that look, that seemed like the Bobby Brown way. You think the women that he was around... Ain't never tried no cocaine that he had. They did it because he was Bobby Brown. But Whitney Houston was a bigger star than him. But Whitney, Whitney Houston, Houston was, was in love. Missy, Whitney Houston was on an international level. Whitney these was these sack chasers he was fucking with, these are some fucking street hoes. He ain't got shit else to worry about. didn't mean shit when it came to that man. That mm. was Bobby. I don't agree with that. I don't man. agree with that. She you knew... I'm she, gonna go she, do some Bobby Brown research. <laughs> me too, because I'm trying to tell you right now, Bobby Brown. She knew he was a connect for the cocaine. She liked to dip, dibble and dabble in the coke, but Bobby was a strong source to be able to get it. But she was like, you know what? I love him too. He's he's he is who he is. But at the end of the day, Bobby Brown was the fall guy for all of this shit. Bobby Brown was the man fingered for all of this bullshit. But guess who's still living? <laughs> who's still who's the survivor in this whole thing? Bobby Brown. Now, the casualties are really fucked up because it was his wife and his daughter. And his... When that dude adopted? No, nah, it was his uh, daughter boyfriend. But he, he was some... At one point in time, they were saying like they was cousins or stepbrothers and shit. Like, it was, yeah, it was it's weird, weird shit. But... You know, at the end of the day, if Bobby was on drugs that bad, Bobby would should have been the first one dead, right? Not if he know what he doing real good, and not if he targeting everybody to knock him off. For what? What does he gain? I don't know, man. He don't I'm gain not shit. He done that. I'm just saying this shit's gonna look real peculiar. 
That Bobby Brown alive like a motherfucker and everybody dying of OD. Hey. He the connect. Hey. Win some, you lose some. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Brown won this round. <laughs> I guess so. All these rounds, hell, he winning. You got any more stories? I got, I got nothing else, man. I, I, we done. We good. Look, man, I appreciate you for coming again on the show, man. Talking silly. Uh, if y'all catch me kind of losing my, my thoughts in the show, it's because I just flew in and I pulled up to the house from Atlanta right when Cole Jackson was walking in. <laughs> so I, I'm kind of out of my mind. Right. A little bit sleepy, right. if you know what I'm saying, brother. Um, wow. Was that Hulk Hogan? I don't know, man. I was uh, watching Avatar. I haven't watched I've Avatar I've never seen before. that movie before. Not the, the TV series. The animated series. Oh, oh. And they did an episode where they made fun of some wrestlers. They had like a little Royal Rumble type thing where all the earthbenders can come and fight. Yeah. And his voice just popped into my head at this moment. That's sleepy shit. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with sleepy shit, brother. That's sleepy shit. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, Avatar's good. You should watch it. but What, the movie? The TV series. Oh, I've seen that. Oh, they're about the to have a live TV series now coming on Netflix. So that's why I'm kind of watching that, trying to catch up. Who directing? The it? same people that did the car, the TV uh, show. Oh, oh, oh. Same, I fuck with that, one, man. Yeah. Oh, okay. The same one that did, did book one, two, and three. The movie was garbage. Yeah, the movie was shit. The movie was horrible. I saw the movie. But I never watched the early animated series. But this live action Netflix series is going to be done by the same people that did the animated series. Oh, I'm fucking with that. Yeah, man. that shit's going to be live as yeah, fuck. Yeah, because uh, I never finished the I never finished the animated series. I didn't see how it ended. I, I need to find it and go back and try to watch I can, it. I'll link it to you in the group. Okay. Um, that being said, again, I appreciate you for coming through, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I'm um, not as ent- entertaining as, as, as Red is, but I tried my best. You entertain. You're a different dimension of entertaining. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Me and Red would not have talked this long about Bobby Brown and who was at fault for the drugs, uh, the drug use, which I posit is Bobby Brown. You posit is Whitney Houston. But hey, I we'll know never it's Whitney know. Houston. It's Whitney Houston. The dead can't tell 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 the story no more. So you going off the strength of the living being able to tell what they what want What did I just know. say? The survivor always tells the tale. But that don't always mean the survivor tells the truth. <laughs> <laughs> well, there but, you have it. But uh, you got anything else on your mind? I got nothing. Uh, hey, hey, if you guys want to hit me up and talk about how good or how bad I did on the show, you can hit me on Twitter. Uh, on Twitter, it is at, oh, no, I was about to say my damn podcast name it's at cole jackson one two and if you want to hit me on instagram you can hit me at cole jackson underscore byk all right well until we kind of next conversation we out peace